You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Hello, I'm Tony Mark and welcome to The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Today we are literally going to talk about art. My guest is Lily Zendel. Lily has a long career in arts management. She has worked for organizations like Harborfront as a producer of McLuhan 100, a project which celebrates the influence of Marshall McLuhan and is the head of cultural affairs for the Canadian Consulate New York. Currently, she is the manager of Street Art Toronto in transportation services at the city. Welcome, Lily. Thank you. Lily, what exactly is Street Art Toronto? So Street Art Toronto is a public-private partnership program that was launched in the city in uh, 2012. What problem was this trying to solve originally? I should give some background in terms of transportation services. So it's one of the largest departments at the city. And so if we wanted to really to get people to start walking and start appreciating um, the streetscape, we had to improve it. And so that's really one of the goals of the program is to um, not only get people out of the cars, but to enjoy and get a sense of belonging um, on the streets. And when you think about it, I really think that streets should be supreme in a city and that they're really the sort of first institution of a city. And it's um, our almost communal corridors. And no matter where you go, when you see beauty, you tend to gravitate towards that uh, even more. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the programs we started in the second year is we're responsible for all the city infrastructure on the streets. And that included traffic light boxes, which ended up being sort of a magnet for graffiti vandalism, for postering. And I mean, they're pretty ugly sort of gray um, boxes. And I discovered, honestly, at um, a Christmas party, meeting a colleague who was responsible for, for this infrastructure, that he was directing a lot of funding just towards cleaning them up constantly. So one of the reasons we called it Outside the boxes, I said to him, let's think about this box in a different you know, manner. Let's see it as a canvas. So we started it in 2013, did 12 boxes, put out a call for artists. I approached a very well-known graphic designer by the name of Gary Taxali and asked if he would design a wrap for the city. And we were just struck by how pedestrians and neighborhoods sort of took to this. And I think in a city that just has, you know, a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons at every corner, it was nice to see something so personal and authentic. And we really tried to put work um, in locations that it really spoke to the neighborhood. I remember the first time I saw one of these boxes and it was, I thought, wow, Whoever did this and where the idea came from, uh, it was brilliant because it did bring a smile to my face. So yeah. it's, um, you know, meeting you and uh, you just gave me a poster with some of these uh, boxes. It's beautiful art. Right. Uh, it's funny because what we've realized is, honestly, if you work at the city, I'll be pretty frank with you. The only time you usually get a phone call is some constituent or Something some resident. Is wrong. Somebody is pissed <laughs> off. And as it turned out, one of the first boxes we put on was at Bedford and uh, Bloor Street, right across from uh, Kerner Hall. And it was uh, all you saw was hands playing a piano. And unfortunately, around three months into this installation, uh, the box got ruined by a traffic accident. 
And I got more calls about where is that box with the piano than I've ever received before. <laughs> and we had to phone the artist and say, you need to go to this new box and immediately just do exactly the same design. And that's when I realized that that to us is a sign of how popular that program is. And I think what it really also speaks to is that I think we tend to think of public space as merely a place for advertisements. And that really shouldn't be what public space is about. It really is about being a common room for everyone. Um, and why should you have to go into a gallery to see art? Why shouldn't it be on the street? I absolutely love that. Lily, I'm curious to know how the program works. You have six different projects on the go. Um, how do you go about doing that? And, and is there something in particular, one in particular that you can walk us through? So as I mentioned, there are six different programs, but our main program is the START Partnership Program. The city can only give grants to nonprofit organizations. So in this case, we hold a call each year. Uh, organizations, originally when we started, the am amount that they could request was 20000 But we've realized that the programs that really make the largest impact are the large-scale programs. So we've raised that ceiling over the five years to they can now apply up to $50,000. And um, we're really looking at trying to select less projects, but works that are really on a large scale. And I'm glad to say in year three, we did 200 Wellesley, and we're very proud to say, unless somebody can show us elsewhere, we believe is the tallest mural in the world. Um, what's interesting about that project is it was a Toronto Community Housing Building. And I have to be very honest, uh, the project almost didn't happen until the last day when we said to them, either it starts tomorrow, it won't happen at all. And, and there was mixed feelings in the building. It was infamous as there had been a hoarder in the building. There had been a terrible fire that got a lot of media coverage. A number of the tenants had to move out for a number of months. And so the building had its issues. Um, and we worked with an organization called Steps, and they really felt that by doing a mural on the building, it would be able to bring the community together that really had been sort of injured in both a physical and mental way. But of course, you know, um, you have to remember in buildings in Toronto community housing, there's a lot of people who are mentally challenged or, you know, dealing with apartments that have a lot of deficiencies. And so, you know, first of all, we heard from residents, why don't they fix our you know, that floors and air conditions, you yeah. know, they felt that this was frivolous and it's very difficult to explain to them, well, that's from a different set of funding. Then one rumor got started from one of the residents that this was just an opportunity for the city to look into people's windows and see if there were any other hoarders. I mean, the stories were quite phenomenal. Um, but la finally, it really went all the way to the CEO at the time. He said, start that project tomorrow. And particularly the youth, there was a lot of youth in that building and they were really behind it. And um, the result was that it got incredible media attention. If you look at St. James Town, those buildings all look the same. And now everyone's really proud to be in the building that has this phenomenal mural, which is called the Phoenix. I saw it and it is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I realized that really you can see that even from flying in to the city, you know, you can really identify that building. And uh, the feedback that we've had is really quite fantastic. What are the, the, the benefits uh, from, from that kind of um, project, um, health benefits, um, you know, because it, art does affect um, people's well-being and yeah. health? 
I think it's this idea that streets can be cultural destinations and they can be iconic, but I also think it challenges the idea of what's social inclusion and can you do that through art? And I think that it um, it proves that it really can be a force. I think loneliness is an issue. And, you know, with people, you know, so often the problem in the suburbs is people never walk their streets. They're in cars all the time. They don't know their neighbors. And so we've really made an effort to sort of use not just the finished work, but the actual process. So we say to organizations when we do give them grants that they can't put up anything unless they've had at minimum two community consultations. We ask them to work closely with the counselor so that he can put it or she can put it in the newsletter. And we really try and use artists in a way that I think they're best at is trying to get a community to look inward at themselves, you know, see what their their shared values are, their shared aesthetics, their shared history. Um, and so it's fascinating when you go to these community consultations, none of them are the same. Every community does end up sort of finding what, you know, their inner soul is. And um, I think they're really proud when they, you know, particularly the artists, because very often the artists sort of have an idea of what they want to do. And they're a little hesitant about doing these community consultations. But they all say at the end that the work is better because of them. And when you do get the consultation from the the community and and that involvement, everybody is proud of the project. Okay, thank you, Lily. um, We're going to take a short break and be right back on the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. You're listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. We're back with uh, Lily Zendel, and we're speaking to Lily about um, public art and community health. Lily, can you measure the positive uplift of these kinds of initiatives? Well, interestingly, when we started the program in 2012, we really focused on areas that had graffiti vandalism, and that was the downtown area. Originally, a lot of these counselors felt that street art was really for areas that were in decline, and this was sort of a silver bullet to give it a quick fix. But I think we were able to turn around their minds on that uh, concept and that way of looking at it. And last year, we were directed by the end of this year that there had to be a mural in every ward. So we thought, you know, that was really a mind shift for counselors. What are the next steps for the organization? Can you um, expand uh, to cities uh, across uh, the, the province? Can you go across the country or even across the world? There's sort of almost a social awakening in, with Canadians of really appreciating what public, the value of public space, you know, the value of getting out of your car, walking, leaving a smaller carbon footprint. Another program I should mention that we started a few years ago is called Startup, and that was to focus on underpasses. The city has over 800 underpasses, and quite frankly, usually they're very poorly lit. There's um, they're sort of dark and uh, just not very pleasant. And so we realized that a lot of pedestrians just didn't bother to go to their local uh, neighborhood store because they didn't want to go under an underpass. And I said, you know, again, don't think that just street art by putting up some image that we're going to change it, but that we always see street art as the fastest way to um, 
kickstart that, as I said, reclaiming public space. You then have the community come together, calling their counselors, saying, we love this art, but we want the street cleaned. We want lighting improved. We want, um, you know, barriers put up between cars and pedestrians. And so I think what's been so phenomenal about street art is that it ends up being, I call them just micro investments that really punch above their weight. And in in certain communities, um, especially lower uh, income communities, I liken it to how they started planting trees. Mm -hmm. It makes such a big difference. When once you clean up the graffiti, again, it's mental wellness that it does uh, does help a lot in in people's attitudes and and positive attitudes um, as we go along. Absolutely. We keep seeing that, witnessing it over and over again. So um, we keep getting funding. We were very pleased a couple of years ago, Metrolinks with there's a fast train to uh, the airport ended up building uh, a lot of walls through communities. And at least they were smart enough to see that they had to do something on those walls or they would just attract graffiti. So they came to us and said, we don't know how to do it and gave us almost close to a million dollars to do a series of art installations, um, which we're just in the process of doing. So that recognition was also really uh, very rewarding and gratifying. Um, now, Lily, how do you get involved? Or if you have a building or a space, um, how do you go about doing it um, uh, with with the city? So um, I have to say our biggest challenge really are finding walls. Um, so if any of your listeners own buildings and have a wall that they want to see improvement, then certainly let us know. I mean, again, we really select. It is all about location, location, location. We really try and focus on walls that have either high pedestrian traffic or high visibility. Um, In terms of artists and organizations, I would suggest that they visit our website, just Google Street Art Toronto, or you can just call us. Uh, We've got a staff of around five, and um, we're always happy to explain the program because it really is still in its sort of early years, and we keep expanding it and looking for ways to make it more appealing and also really trying to get the program in all the wards in the city. We didn't quite reach our target this year, um, but we're hoping that by next year we will, so... I know with um, when it comes to funding and, and you know in the political arena, um, most people uh, they get cut. Their funding gets cut, and uh, for you to get more funding and to be around for five years, it does uh, lend a lot to what you do. Mm-hmm. So, um, which leads me to my next question: You're trying to help everybody, both uh, uh, on the, the mental wellness and, and um, beautifying the city. Uh, what do you do for your um, yourself? Well, personally, I am a runner. Um, I try and run three miles a day, although I don't quite manage it every day of the week. Um, I'm also a cyclist. I think Toronto is a great city for cycling, and it's getting better every day. Um, And we've, in fact, done some wonderful murals on uh, cycling paths. So anyone who's a cyclist, I encourage you to try, you know, and explore some of the wonderful bike paths in the city. Uh, it's uh, it's always um, good to know that the person who's uh, uh, helping us on a large scale does uh, take care of themselves. So um, I do my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lily, it was a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you. You're quite welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. <laughs>